I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh,
have dominion over the planet, that you have the capacity to do anything that you so put your mind to, etc. Now that puts you into a whole different reflection of self. I'm mixing herbs in this kitchen Almost 20 years since you listened Sipping Brahmi tea and reminiscing Some of y'all been wishing That I manifest this reinvention Hood degree to heightened intuition Pioneer won't glisten With the title Shifu I've been christened Mount Maru I'm focused on this mission Mantras and I'm blissing Unapologetic no permission Needed for this consciousness ascension Disease of disconnection and remission Shifting your perception like magician No time to entertain your superstition, not to mention my intention and illusion, abolition and the goddess coalition, serving lyrical nutrition is the show form. me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I'ma teach you how to love. Teach you how to love, I can teach you how to love. Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I'ma teach you how to love. Teach you how to love, I can teach you how to love Where's your focus and your mind at? Who holds the vision, holds the power, underline that Is your reality created from the minds that Seek to destroy your godness and undermine that What you've been given as divine capabilities That's activated when you vibe at higher frequencies And manifest the things you thought in possibilities Focus in realms where there's no improbabilities No instability Follow the white rabbit onto another planet we gotta tear the fabric, exploring every facet Border and pencil wagon, destroying every habit Until you free it and you see all that you need, you have it Disease of disconnection, distorting your perception You need some introspection, to see your God reflection Away from forced deflection, a path of forced correction We come in peace, become the wage of conscious insurrection Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love Show me what you hate, I'ma teach you how to love Higher level lotus flower stira sukam sira power. Higher levels lotus flower stira sukam sira power. Higher level lotus flower stira sukam sira power. Higher levels lotus flower stira sukam sira power. I clearly understand that every experience that we have is an opportunity for us to grow and to learn more about ourselves and truly is an initiation into our God self. I'ma teach you how to love, teach you how to love, I can teach you how to love. I'ma teach you how to love, teach you how to love, I can teach you how to love. Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I can show you how to love. Show me what you hate, I'ma teach you how to love Teach you how to love, I can teach you how to love Joy is joyful exaltation Joy is joyful exaltation
joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within a listening ear. Tonight's theme is inalienable human rights. Starting off with the praise up, as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Galatians 3.28 There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Psalms 82.3 Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Isaiah 117 Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Micah 6 8 He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee. But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Colossians 3.11 Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Proverbs 31.8-31.9 Open thy mouth for the dumb, in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Luke 16.17 And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one title of the law to fail. 1 Timothy 1.8-1.10 But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Isaiah 33.22 For the Lord is our judge, 
and the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. He will save us. Psalms 19.7-19.9 The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Romans 13.1 Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Romans 13.1 to 13.10 Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and that which shall have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs to be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom's custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Acts 5.29 then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Genesis 1.26 And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, Inalienable Human Rights, Blessings and Grace.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, inalienable human rights. Now, inalienable means incapable of being alienated, surrendered, or transferred. And human is having human form or attributes, representatives, or susceptible to the sympathies and frailties of human nature. Homo sapiens, a person, man, woman, and rights with reason or justice properly by virtue of one's own qualifications or properties, an absolute right, legally or morally exactable. something that one may properly claim as due, the cause of truth or justice, acting or judging in accordance with truth or fact, genuine, real, suitable, appropriate, conforming to facts or truth, correct, righteous and upright. Now, the Declaration of Independence states that inalienable rights include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The right to own property is also a natural right. The natural rights theory states that people are born with an equality of some rights, irrespective of their nationality, explains the Bill of Rights Institute. These natural or inalienable rights cannot be justly taken away without consent, as these come from nature or God. U.S. Legal defines inalienable rights as rights that cannot be surrendered, sold, transferred to another person. These rights can be surrendered, sold, or transferred only with the consent of the person who possesses the rights. An actual or constructive consent is necessary to transfer inalienable rights. Also, these rights cannot be given or taken away except in punishment of crime. Governments cannot grant or create inalienable rights, but they have the responsibility to secure these rights. For instance, Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution of the State of Illinois states that governments are instituted to secure inalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and protect property. The freedom to practice religion is also considered an inherent, fundamental, and inalienable right. Moreover, all citizens have the right to participate in the political process of the legislative bodies of country, state, or locality. Now, awaken aware ones, as all these distractions that are happening in the media, it's always good to look past the main stage and away from the sideshow and look behind the curtain and see what's really going on. And what led me to this musing tonight is um, Mike Pompeo, our Secretary of State, did something that I think is really drastic and worth paying attention to. According to the Epic Times, Dot com, 
Pompeo has now made a commission on an unalienable rights and that could change global politics. The definition of human rights has changed drastically since the America's founding fathers drafted the Declaration of Independence in 1776 and a new State Department commission that aims to renew these rights could change the face of government around the world. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced on July 8th that the Trump administration will take a new direction in foreign policy that takes seriously the founders' ideas of individual liberty and constitutional government. He cites Alexis de Tocqueville's belief in the American experiment, noting that democracies have a tendency to lose sight of the big picture in the hurly-burly of everyday affairs. And with this in mind, Pompeo said, every once in a while, we need to step back and reflect seriously on where we are, where we've been, and where we're headed in the right direction. It's with this in mind that he announced the formation of a commission on unalienable rights. That will include human rights experts, philosophers, and activists, Republicans, Democrats, and independents of various backgrounds and beliefs who will provide me with an advice on human rights grounded in our nation's founding principles and the principles of the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Pompeo hinted at the intentions behind this program, that it could change the moral landscape. They want to change the moral landscape. In international relations, similar to the effect of the 1948 Universal Declaration on Human Rights. He also made clear that this wouldn't include just the known regimes that abuse human rights, but even democratic countries that have drifted away from human rights as they were once interpreted. If this commission accomplished what it claims to, it could deeply impact socialist and progressive policies around the world and in United States, which go against the unalienable rights described by the founding fathers, which place the interest of the collective over the rights of the individual. The founding fathers declared in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In this statement, they describe the idea that people are created by the divine, and in that creation, they are not only equal, but also endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The idea that the right to life is unalienable changes not only gross human rights violations in countries like China, where prisoners of conscience are killed for their organs, but even ideas in the West where abortions of infants 
has been legalized. The idea that liberty is an unalienable right could extend to include many rights outlined in the United States Constitution, which includes the right to free speech, the right to bear arms, the right to freedom of belief in others. Already, Pompeo's announcement is under fire from human rights groups that go against these principles. In the Declaration of Independence, the Founding Fathers described the role government should play. They wrote that to secure the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, governments are instituted among men deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. This is a radical departure from the modern concepts of rights, that rights should be granted by government instead of the principle that rights being granted by the creator get protected by the government. Not to mention the belief that the people have a natural right to overthrow governments that no longer fulfill this role. Under many governments today, speech can be compelled and censored, life and health can be managed by the government, and many other natural rights are restricted. Papeo described this phenomena in his speech, noting that sometimes human rights are violated even in the name of human rights. And he notes, international institutions designed and built to protect human rights have drifted from their original mission. As human rights claims have proliferated, some claims have come into tension with one another, provoking questions and clashes about which rights are entitled to gain respect, he said. Provoking questions and clashes about which rights are entitled to gain respect, he said. Nation states and international institutions remain confused about their respective responsibilities concerning human rights. All of these concepts will allegedly be on the table. Pompeo said that the commission will revisit the most basic of questions. What does it mean to say or claim that something is in fact a human right? This commission, which is totally separate from the Federal National Human Rights Commission, and this commission will only answer directly to the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. And this commission that he picked will revisit the most basic of questions. What does it mean to say or claim that something is in fact a human right? They're questioning what does it mean to say or claim that something is in fact a human right? How do we know or how do we determine whether that claim that this or that is a human right? Is it true? And therefore, ought it to be honored? Should it be honored? How can there be human rights? Rights we possess not as privileges we are granted or even earned, but simply by virtue of our humanity belong to us? Is it in fact true, as our Declaration of Independence asserts, that as human beings, we, we, all of us, every member of our human family, are endowed by our Creator 
with certain unalienable rights. He said, each of these is an important question. And the mission of the commission is to provide advice on them and others not as purely abstract academic matters, but in a manner deeply informed by the timeless truths embedded in the American founding with a view to guiding our nation's foreign policy. Please overstand the plan. Now, according to cbsnews.com, a senior State Department official tells CBS News that the panel will act like a study group examining the concepts of universal human rights, where those rights come from, and the difference between inherent rights and those prescribed by government. Preliminary paperwork filed in the Federal Register in May said the committee would explore our nation's founding principles of natural law and natural rights. The phrase natural law stirred concern among LGBT and pro-abortion right advocates, as well as some career State Department employees who feared the panel might be used to justify a rollback of progressive policies on social issues. The panel will be chaired by a Harvard professor and human rights scholar who also happened to be, um, she used to be, an ambassador to the Vatican, Mary Ann Glendon, and will include Russell Berman, Peter Berkowitz, Paolo Carroza, Sheikh Hamza Youssef, Hansen, Jacqueline Rivers, Kieran Skinner, Mir Solovichik, Katrina Lato Sweat, Christopher Tolfeson, and Davidson Chen Pan, and F. Cartwright Weedlin. The panel will operate outside to the department's pre-existing Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor, and report directly to the secretary. Pompeo told reporters in May that the commission would be separate but deeply connected to the work of that department. DRL staff, many of whom spent their entire careers in the field, will brief panel members according to senior State Department official. Asked why the commission was launched at this time, the official said it's been a personal project of the secretary and something he wanted to do since he took the job more than a year ago. The commission's charge is to point the way toward a more perfect fidelity to our nation's founding principles to which President Lincoln called us at Gettysburg and to which Dr. King called us standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial on the Mall, Pompeo said Monday. He also stated that as human rights claims have proliferated, some claims have come into tension with one another, provoking questions and clashes about which rights are entitled to gain respect. Pompeo said while speaking with reporters, nation states and international institutions remain confused about the respective responsibilities concerning human rights. This time is right for an informed review of the role of human rights in American foreign policy. Although critics of the administration have accused the Trump administration of inadequately considering human rights in its foreign policy, they have also branded the upcoming panel as hateful. 
This politicization of human rights in order to what appears to be an attempt to further hateful policies aimed at women and the LGBTQ people is shameful, said Joanne Lynn, the National Director of Advocacy and Government Affairs at Amnesty International USA. Pompeo avoided giving specific tasks of the panel, but said he hopes the commission will conduct one of the most profound re-examinations of the unalienable rights in the world since the 1948 Universal Declaration. Now, according to Politico.com, in remarks at the State Department on Monday, Pompey noted that the words like rights can be used by good or evil, decrying how some have hijacked human rights rhetoric to be used for dubious or malignant purposes. Glendon, who was the chairperson, the chairwoman, in brief comments echoed that, telling reporters that the basic human rights are misunderstood by many. Basic human rights are misunderstood by many, manipulated by many, and ignored by the world's worst human rights violators. Every once in a while, we need to step back and reflect seriously on where we are, where we've been, and whether we're headed in the right direction, Pompeo said. He hailed former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt's 1948 Declaration on Universal Human Rights as one of the foundational documents for the Commission's work, but noted that the panel would serve as advisors as opposed to policymakers. Amnesty International USA said there was no reason for such a review given the decades-old protections in place. This administration has actively worked to deny and take away long-standing human rights protections since Trump's inauguration. Joanne Lynn, the group's national director of advocacy and government affairs, said in a statement, if this administration truly wanted to support people's rights, it would use the global framework that's already in place. Instead, it wants to undermine rights for individuals as well as the responsibility of governments. A group of Democratic senators said in a letter last month that they were dismayed that the commission was being assembled without congressional oversight. Several of the names of the people reported to be on it, they charged, support discriminatory policies against gays and lesbians, hold hostile views to women's rights, and or support positions at odds with, with United States treaty obligations. We believe the extent to which this administration has undermined American leadership and credibility on promoting fundamental human rights is of historic proportions, the senators wrote. The department proposed commission on unalienable rights must not serve as a platform to further erode United States leadership and undercut United States interest. That was from PBS.org. And on to the NewYorker.com, it states that, in fact, the commission's charter first posted briefly on the Federal Register in May and made no mention of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So they saved that reference for the press conference. It instead cited the need for new discourse 
on deviations from natural law. This is what the paperwork said now. The paperwork cited the need for new discourse on deviations from natural law. Its language invoked rights only as God-given. It implicitly challenged man-made laws, as well as decisions by the Supreme Court on abortion, homosexuality, and same-sex marriage. The original language so alarmed five senior Democrats on the State Foreign Relations Committee that they wrote Pompeo an open letter last month warning that the term natural law has previously justified discrimination against marginalized populations. After Pompeo's announcement on Monday, human rights groups charged that the administration was trying to redefine what a right is, potentially in ways that deny a woman's right to choose, and that the target rather than to protect minorities. The new panel reflects the evangelical undercurrent in Trump's tiny inner circle that has grown stronger since Pompeo took the helm at state in April of last year. Pompeo has repeatedly invoked biblical references in defining the Trump administration's foreign policy. The distinctive mark of Western civilization is the belief in the inherent worth of human beings with the attendant respect of God-authored rights and liberties, he said in a speech at Claremont Institute in May. In a speech in Cairo in January, Pompeo told a predominantly Muslim audience that he kept a Bible open on his desk to remind me of God and his word and the truth. Last month, Slate chronicled how evangelicals, including Pompeo and the vice president, Mike Pence, have helped define United States foreign policy as the God doctrine. The God doctrine. The panel's mission is underscored by the chairperson that Pompeo appointed, the conservative Harvard law professor, Mary Ann Glendon, who served as the United States ambassador to the Vatican during the George W. Bush administration. Under Trump, the United States has eroded United States human rights commitments and practices more than any administration in the seven decades since the Universal Declaration became international law. Trump's policies have undermined principles central to America's creation, the extent to which this administration has undermined American leadership and credibility on promoting fundamental human rights is of historic proportions, the five Democratic senators charged bluntly in their letter to Pompeo. Columbia University Human Rights Law Review runs the Trump Human Rights Tracker with regular updates on the administration's actions, and it's difficult to keep up with all the new administration is doing that threaten human rights, the website begins. Now, when the authors of the United States Declaration of Independence spoke of all people being endowed with unalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, they were confirming their belief in the existence of natural rights. In modern society, every individual has two types of rights, natural rights and legal rights. Natural rights are rights granted to all people by, by nature or the most high. 
that cannot be denied or restricted by any government or individual. Natural rights are often said to be granted to people by natural law. And legal rights are rights granted by governments or legal systems. As such, they can also be modified, restricted, or repealed. In the United States, legal rights are granted by the legislative bodies of the federal, state, and local governments. The concept of natural law establishing the existence of specific natural rights first appeared in ancient Greek philosophy. It was later referred to in the Bible and further developed during the Middle Ages. Natural rights were cited during the Age of Enlightenment to oppose absolutism, the divine right of kings. Today, some philosophers and political scientists contend that human rights are synonymous with natural rights. Others prefer to keep the terms separate in order to avoid the mistaken association with the aspects of human rights not typically applied to natural rights. For example, natural rights are considered to be beyond the powers of human government to deny or protect. According to a portion of the Declaration of Independence, the absolute rights of individuals may be resolved into the right of personal security, the right of personal liberty, and the right to acquire and enjoy property. These rights are declared to be natural, inherent, and unalienable. By the absolute rights of individuals is meant those which are so in their primary and strictest sense, such as would belong to their persons merely in a state of nature and which every man is entitled to enjoy, whether out of society or in it. The rights of personal security, of personal liberty, and personal property do not depend upon the Constitution for their existence. They existed before the Constitution was made, or the government was organized. These are what are termed to be absolute rights of individuals which belong to them independently of all government, and which all governments which derive their power from the consent of the governed were instituted to protect. Now, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is a foundational document of international human rights law. It has been referred to as Humanities Magna Carta by Eleanor Roosevelt, who chaired the United Nations Commission on Human Rights that was responsible for drafting the document. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights comprises 30 articles that contain a comprehensive listing of key civil, political, economical, social, and cultural rights. This is the document that Mike Pompeo kept referring to in his press conference. Now, Articles 3 through 21 outline civil and political rights, which include the right against torture, the right to an effective remedy for human rights violations, and the right to take part in government. Articles 22 through 27 detail economic, social, and cultural rights, such as the right to work, the right to form and join trade unions, and the right to participate freely in the cultural life of, of the community. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights 
was adopted by the Third General Assembly of the United Nations on the 10th of December in 1948 in Paris, and none of the 56 members of the United Nations voted against the text. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights is the common standard of achievement for all peoples and all nations. I suggest ones seek out a copy and read it and print it out and have it for yourself so that you know what this world says are your universal human rights. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace.
From you no one here righteous one ya yeah. And from the most I where you want take over And from another you to one get murder It a go rain brimstone and hell fire Ja a go cool down all of your temper Rally Allah, Ja warrior them together Movement no we not the one to order Some man a desire and gatekeeper of the higher Words of truth Shout and a utter, raise up the chip so them they go member Out of the highest and the highest them they capture No evolution, no money hungry high roller Now watch this state now, them get we in Now check this state now, them get we in Look at this state now, them get we in In, your judgment red, 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 red Judgment red again, most I be ever still feel losing. I get to you, say, open seven. False covenant, them pull over them head. Smooth talk, defeat, I up all loose end. Answer question with more them question quick. Alter call, defeat, keep divine fresh again. When you say dragon, you murder us pagan. Just soldier, them slay dragon, beast, then. High power lead walk over them trend walk and don't say dwarf star from out beginning. Put them call trade check up a bill and trade. Vaccination the virus instead. Crucifix symbol of a black nation led. Well now them judgment time they go red and saw it red, 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 red. Well Babylon say your judgment red again. Most I be ever seal Open seven, should I never slew so much African? Should I never make it kill the youth? Them yellow Illuminati pan them emblem, pagan symbol idol them worshiping. Should I never pour them pickpocketing? Should I never pour them the rule system? Should I never be a Qaeda v9 living? And should I never be behind so much world suffering?
losing bills, I have no time for that I'm only trying to free my Your news infused with consciousness, starting off with the dailymail.co.uk. White population of the United States shrinks for the second year in a row as Hispanic population booms by 1.2 million and will soon become the largest group in Texas. United States white population decreased by 152,386 last year census data shows Hispanic population grew by 1,164,289 
and the black population increased by 321,955. Asians were the fastest growing racial group on a percentage basis up by 2.63%. In Texas, the Hispanic population grew nine times faster than the white population. Hispanics will soon become the largest group in the state and Democrats hope to turn it blue. Moving forward onto MSN.com, Israel says it's bracing military for possible United States-Iran escalation. Israel is preparing for its possible military involvement in any escalation in the Gulf confrontation between Iran and the United States, the Israeli foreign minister said on Tuesday. The unraveling of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal under United States diplomatic pressure, Iran's downing of a United States drone, and its alleged role in the holding of oil tankers in the Gulf have driven up tensions and stirred war worries. Israel has encouraged the Trump administration to press ahead with sanctions against its arch foe, predicting that Tehran will eventually renegotiate a more limiting nuclear deal. We must be prepared for this, and thus the state of Israel continues to devote itself to building up its military might for the event that it will have to respond to escalation scenarios. Israel has long threatened to take preemptive military action to deny Iran the means of making nuclear weapons. Tehran says it has no such designs. One of its senior lawmakers warned on Monday that Israel would be destroyed within only half an hour should the United States attack Iran. Earlier on Tuesday, Katz predicted that what he described as the United States-led economic war on Iran would succeed despite the misgivings of other world powers. Moving forward on to the AmericanConservative.com, Holy War, Pompeo preaches to pro-Israel Christian confab. The Secretary of State took his case against Iran to the evangelical faithful, making it a matter of religious life or death. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo gave a pointedly religious speech Monday that sounded like he was rallying fellow pro-Israel Christians around the inevitability of a United States confrontation with Iran. Pompeo delivered his 2,000-plus word speech titled The United States and Israel, A Friendship for Freedom before a 5,000-plus gathering of Christians United for Israel in Washington, D.C., led by founder and chairman John Hagee. The annual event also boasted speeches from Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Vice President Pence, and National Security Advisor Ambassador John Bolton. In other words, every member of Trump's inner circle who has spent the last several weeks of escalating tensions banging the drums of war against Iran. Similarly, Pompeo says that he wanted to tell the story of Esther for a few reasons, namely that the Jews have had a great target on their back in every era of history. And as the book of Ecclesiastes says, there is indeed nothing new under the sun. We've cut off billions in funds that the Islamic Republic of Iran's leadership would have used for various 
nefarious purposes, not the least of which would have been their efforts to destroy the state of Israel. Under President Trump, the Israel haters, such as Hamas and Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad, received far less blood money from Iran to pursue their terrorism than ever in recent history. President Trump has, too, maintained the $4 billion annual security assistance to Israel. Our country is intended to do all it can in cooperating with other nations to help create peace and preserve peace throughout the world, Pompeo concluded. It is given to defend the principal values, the moral code, against the vast forces of evil that seek to destroy them. Moving forward to foxbusiness.com, wealthy millennials are leaving these states and moving to these instead. Wealthy millennials are not interested in trying to make it in the city that never sleeps. In fact, according to a new study, they are actually leaving New York State altogether. Wealthy or rich millennials were defined as those younger than 25 with a gross annual income of $100,000 or more. The data was compiled by deducting the number of affluent millennials leaving the state from the number of those moving in, which resulted in almost 5,000 departures for the year reviewed. More millennials are moving to cities in Connecticut and Wisconsin. Other states wealthy millennials are leaving include Illinois, Virginia, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania, respectively. And where are they heading instead? California topped the list. They're also moving to Washington State, Texas, Colorado, and Florida. Rich millennials are moving to the coast, the survey noted. Seven of the states in our top 10 are either on the East Coast or the West Coast, with Texas on the Gulf Coast. That makes Colorado and Tennessee the only landlocked states in the top 10. Overall, the Northeast was not a location well-to-do millennials wanted to live. The survey claimed the Northeast isn't popular with wealthy millennials, it noted, save for New Jersey, which made the top 10. The Northeast isn't a popular destination for the wealthy under 35. Five of the bottom 10 states, Connecticut, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and New York, plus the District of Columbia, are located in a Northeast region of the United States. Moving forward to stillnessinthestorm.com, modern day slave trade. Nestle says requirement to report use of slave labor would cost consumers more money. While the Free Thought Project often reports on the megacorp Nestle and their rampant abuse and exploitation of drinking water supplies across the nation, few are aware that the company has been found using slave labor. Nestle uses slave labor. What's more, as governments across the world attempt to crack down the use of slave labor by requiring companies to report on its use, Nestle is fighting it, saying that it will end up costing consumers at the register. Last month, 
Nestle issued a warning against proposed legislation that would require them to report on their efforts to weed out slavery within their company. The company says that the cost of checking to see if they are forcing people to work against their will will end up being passed on to the consumer. As the, as the Sydney Morning Herald reports, companies operating in Australia with an annual turnover of $100 million or more would be required to annually report on the risk of modern slavery within their business and the actions they've taken to address those risks under the federal government's draft Modern Slavery Bill 2018. Nestle owns over 2,000 brands and operates in 189 countries and has a history of using slave labor to produce its products. Yet, they are warning against the legislation that would have them report on issues related to human trafficking, slavery, sexual servitude, and child labor within their businesses, operations, and supply chains. Moving forward to Bloomberg.com, France to end homeopathy funding. France will stop funding the homeopathic pills and tinctures made by Boron S.A., and rivals at the start of 2021, following the advice of a health panel that spent months reviewing the medicines. Borion Chief Executive Officer Valerie Pointsot has said that sales of reimbursed treatments can plummet by 50% in France, where the company brings in almost half of its revenue and at least 1,000 jobs hang in the balance. The Lion-based company, which competes with Switzerland's Willetta AG, and others in the market for homeopathic remedies has seen its stock price lose about 20% in the past two months amid apprehension over the government's decision. It has dropped as much as 3.9% in Paris trading on Wednesday. Borion's products have long coexisted with conventional care in France, prescribed by regular doctors and dispensed at almost every pharmacy. The treatments are also widely available elsewhere in Europe, though the tide is turning against them in some other markets too. The United Kingdom's National Health Service advised doctors to stop prescribing such remedies, homeopathic remedies. Though some mainstream medical authorities go further, referring to homeopathy as quackery. Byron says studies in patients treated for muscle and bone pain anxiety, and respiratory infections had outcomes similar to those consuming more costly conventional remedies such as antibiotics, antidepressants, and painkillers. The company called the French decision incomprehensible in a context where the World Health Organization is encouraging the integration of alternative medicines into healthcare. Borian said it wants its executive to meet with President Emmanuel Macron. The treatments will remain affordable enough that most French people long accustomed to homeopathy will likely continue to use them. Health Minister Agnes Bouzin said in an interview with Le Parisian newspaper. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings and grace. Oh, 
way I feel. This song, I think, expresses the way I feel. This song, I think, expresses the way I feel. Where I want to be.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology, starting off on Psy.org. Using artificial intelligence to detect discrimination. A new artificial intelligence, an AI tool, for detecting unfair discrimination, such as on the basis of race or gender, has been created by researchers at Penn State and Columbia University. Preventing unfair treatment of individuals on the basis of race, gender, or ethnicity, for example, been a long-standing concern of civilized societies. However, detecting such discrimination resulting from decisions, whether by human decision-makers or automated AI systems, can be extremely challenging. This challenge is further exacerbated by the wide adoption of AI systems to automate decisions in many domains, including policing, consumer finance, higher education, and business. Artificial intelligence systems, such as those involved in selecting candidates for a job or for admission to a university, are trained on large amounts of data, said Vasant Hanavar, professor and Edward Frymore Chair of Information Sciences and Technology, Penn State. But if these data are biased, they can affect the recommendations of AI systems. Although the team's analysis of the New York Stop and Frisk dataset, which contains demographic and other information about drivers stopped by the New York City Police Force, revealed evidence of possible racial bias against Hispanics and African-American individuals. It found no evidence of discrimination against them on average as a group. You cannot correct for a problem if you don't know that the problem exists, said Hanavar. To avoid discrimination on the basis of race, gender, or other attributes, you need effective tools for detecting discrimination. Our tool can help with that. Hanover added 
that as data-driven artificial intelligence systems increasingly determine how businesses target advertisements to consumers, how police departments monitor individuals or groups for criminal activity, how banks decide who gets a loan, who employers decide to hire, and how colleagues and universities decide who gets admitted or receives financial aid. There is an urgent need for tools such as the one he and his colleagues developed. Our tool, he said, can help ensure that such systems do not become instruments of discrimination, barriers to equality, threats to social justice, and sources of unfairness. Moving forward to newatlas.com. Astronauts could heal themselves with 3D printed skin and bone grown from their own cells. It goes without saying that there aren't any doctors in space, which is a problem given that the harsh environment is conducive to injuries. Now researchers from Dresden Technical University have developed a 3D bioprinting method for use in space, creating new skin and bone tissue out of resources that might be available to astronauts. Life isn't easy for astronauts living in the International Space Station. Humans evolved to live on Earth's gravity, so our bodies don't function properly once removed from that environment. Fluids don't move as they should, muscles wither, and bones lose mass and become more susceptible to fractures. That means astronauts could benefit greatly from 3D bioprinting, which here on Earth could help surgeons and doctors patch up wounds or even print new functioning organs for transplant. Regular 3D printing has already been considered for space travel, helping astronauts make new tools or even shelters out of Mars dust. Skin cells can be bioprinted using human blood plasma as a nutrient-rich bio-ink, which would be easily accessible from the mission crew members, says Nieves Kubo, a team member on the project. Producing the bone sample involved printing human stem cells with a similar bio-ink composition with the addition of a calcium phosphate bone cement as a structure supporting material, which is subsequently absorbed during the growth phase. The second problem, microgravity, was tackled by changing the viscosity of the plasma-derived bio-ink, which is normally quite fluid. A 3D bioprinting capability will let astronauts respond to medical emergencies as they arise, says Kubo. In the case of burns, for instance, brand new skin could be bioprinted instead of being grafted from elsewhere on the astronaut's body, doing secondary damage that may not heal easily in the orbital environment, or in the case of bone fractures, rendered more likely by the weightlessness of space, coupled with the partial 0.38 gravity of Mars. Replacement bone could be inserted into injured areas, in all cases, the bioprinted material would originate with the astronaut themselves, so there would be no issue with transplant rejection. So they can 3D print skin and bones grown from their own cells. And moving forward on TechSpot.com, FDA lifts import ban for genetically modified salmon eggs. 
On Friday, the FDA announced that a genetically modified type of salmon will soon be allowed to be imported and reared in the United States ahead of new labeling requirements coming into force, which ultimately will allow the fish to be sold to consumers. The salmon have been modified with DNA from other species of fish to allow them to grow roughly twice as fast as regular salmon. Following years of health and safety assessments, the salmon became the first genetically modified animal to be approved for human consumption by the FDA in 2015. But almost immediately after approval, an alert was issued by the FDA prohibiting importing and rearing until labeling regulations caught up. These new regulations will mandate that companies selling bioengineered food will have to label their products as such and come into force in 2020. Aquabounty, the company behind the genetically modified salmon breed, they have named Aqua Advantage, produced the eggs in their research and development facility in Canada. But now the FDA's alert has been deactivated. Aquabounty will soon start importing the eggs to their growing facilities in Albany, Indiana. The company has said they expect financial certifications for their Albany facility in coming weeks. While the salmon's meat has been approved by the FDA as safe, many people opposed to genetically modified foods worry about the potential for the genetically modified organisms to get into the wild and disrupt natural habitats and food chains. Aquabounty says this won't be an issue for their salmon as they are raised in tanks, are modified to be all female and all sterile. However, not everyone is satisfied. The Center for Food Safety and other interest groups are suing the FDA in order to prevent the salmon being raised and sold. Moving forward to futurism.com, scientists create an artificial intelligence from a sheet of glass, and it doesn't need electricity to work. AI glass. It turns out that you don't need a computer to create an artificial intelligence. In fact, you don't even need electricity. An extraordinary bit of left field research Scientists from the University of Wisconsin-Madison have found a way to create artificially intelligent glass that can recognize images without any need for sensors, circuits, or even a power source. And it could one day save your phone's battery life. We're always thinking about how we provide vision for machines in the future and imagining application-specific, mission-driven technologies Researcher Zhang Fu Yu said in a press release, this changes almost everything about how we design machine vision. In a proof of concept study published on Monday in the journal Photonics Research, the researchers described how they made a sheet of smart glass that could identify handwritten digits. To accomplish the feat, they started by placing different sizes and shapes of air bubbles in specific spots within the glass. Then they added bits of strategically placed light-absorbing materials, including graphene. When the team then wrote down a number, the light reflecting off the digit would enter one side of the glass. The bubbles and impurities would scatter the light waves 
in a certain way, depending on the number until they reach one of the 10 designated spots, each corresponding to a different digit on the opposite side of the glass. The glass could essentially tell the researcher what number it saw at the speed of light and without the need for any additional computing power source. We're accustomed to digital computing, but this has broadened our view, you said. The wave dynamics of light propagation provide a new way to perform analog artificial neural computing. Analog artificial neural computing. Teaching machines to accurate C will be key to achieving our goals for artificial intelligence. Machine vision plays a role in everything from autonomous cars to delivery robots. This smart glass might not be able to complete calculations complex enough for those uses, but the team does have one possible application for it in mind, smartphone security. Currently, when you attempt to unlock a phone using Face ID with an AI within the device has to run a computation, draining battery power in the process, affixed a trained sheet of this smart glass to the front of the device and it'll be able to take over the task without pulling any power from the phone's battery. We could potentially use the glass as a biometric lock, tuned to recognize only one person's face, you said. Once built, it would last forever without needing power or internet, meaning it could keep something safe for you even after thousands of years. Moving forward to CNN.com, a woman delivered the first baby in the United States born from the transplanted uterus of a dead donor. In a first for the United States, a clinic has delivered a healthy baby from the transplanted uterus of a deceased donor. It's a promising development and reproductive options for women who are infertile due to uterine problems, according to the research team behind the delivery. The girl was born in June via cesarean section to a patient in her mid-30s, said the Cleveland Clinic, which performed the transplantation and birth. The patient was born without a uterus and entered the clinic's trial for women with uterine factor infertility, said Dr. Tommaso Falcone, a member of the transplant team. Women with this condition either are born without an intact uterus or have had uterine damage through an infection, procedure, or hysterectomy. The unnamed patient elected to remove the transplanted uterus after the birth, he said. This was always a question mark that required research, he said. So they used it just for the incubation of the child. And then they're going to remove the uterus after the child is born. It's the second time that physicians have delivered a baby from a woman with a transplanted uterus from a deceased donor. The first occurred in 2017 in a Brazilian trial involving a 32-year-old woman born without a womb who received a uterine transplant from a 45-year-old woman who had died of a stroke. The process for this patient took about 15 months from transplantation to birth, 
He said her pregnancy was not excessively complicated and she was able to leave the hospital within three days of her C-section. There's a risk of rejection with both living and non-living donors. There's a persistent risk that the patient's body will reject the transplanted uterus. The leading cause of previous failed uterus transplant is thrombosis or blood clotting in the transplanted womb, followed by infection, Falcon said. Less than a month after the Cleveland Clinic performed the first uterus transplant in the nation in 2016, physicians removed the organ from the 26-year-old patient due to a sudden complication, the clinic said. Falcone said researchers study such factors as the position of the uterus upon implantation and when infection was spotted to prevent future mistakes. But because the procedure is still experimental, Teams studying uterus transplants can lean on each other to solve problems. So a woman delivered the first baby in the United States born from the transplanted uterus of a dead donor. And moving forward on to techexplore.com, moving forward to aljazeera.com, United States scientists urge ban on human genetic modification. Genetic engineering allowing creation of designer babies could lead to irreversible effects on humanity. Some prominent scientists in the United States have called for a moratorium or ban on the genetic modification of children and future generations after major developments in genetic engineering and synthetic biology which they say could potentially have irreversible and monumental effects on humanity. The Center for Genetics and Society, a key United States-based organization that encourages responsible and effective uses of biomedical technologies, issued a statement pushing for the moratorium on Monday. The release of the statement endorsed by more than 150 advocates and scholars came a day before the United States National Academies of Science and Medicine holds the International Summit on Human Gene Editing in Washington, D.C. A group of biotech scientists also published a report in March saying although it could be used to tackle many human diseases, genome editing in human embryos using current technologies could have unpredictable effects on future generations. This makes it dangerous and ethically unacceptable, the report concluded. There are laws in scores of countries against the genetic modification of humans, but the United States and China are among those without. Moving forward on to SingularityHub.com. Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, Alphabet releases its master plan for Toronto's new smart city. Sidewalk Labs has released blueprints for its proposed waterfront smart city, and depending who you ask, it's either going to be the pinnacle of modern living or an Orwellian nightmare. Cities typically develop in a pretty organic fashion, but the Alphabet subsidiary will be building its vision from the ground up. Since the company won the redevelopment bid a year and a half ago, there's been a steady drip of information. But at the end of last month, Sidewalk finally released its 1,500-page Master Innovation and Development Plan. 
Some of the most eye-catching details aren't new thanks to a leak back in February, but are worth noting. The company plans to make extensive use of timber, including high-rise towers up to 30 stories tall, and buildings will be modular and prefabricated at a factory sidewalk plans to set up. Everything will be built to the highest environmental standards and 80% of the waste will be diverted from landfills thanks to recycling and composting. Heated cycle lanes and sidewalks will prevent snow buildup and building raincoats, essentially giant bubbly tarps, will also make it possible to keep many outdoor spaces open even during bad weather. The city will have ubiquitous 5G internet, green power from solar and geothermal sources, and even a subterranean level populated with robots responsible for delivering freight and removing waste. Most controversially, it would also be peppered with sensors designed to measure every aspect of the city's functioning and its residents' behavior. The plans have been met with skepticism by Waterfront Toronto, the agency set up to oversee the redevelopment, with Chair Stephen Diamond saying the true groups have had very different perspectives about what is required for success. But the one nagging problem that Sidewalk doesn't seem to be able to put to bed is privacy. The plan proposes data collection on an unprecedented scale and at a never-seen-before granularity at a time when there is increasing distrust of data-driven tech companies. The company has suggested that all data collected in public spaces would be controlled by an independent trust and alphabet companies would not get preferential access. But despite releasing a lengthy planning document, the company still hasn't properly explained exactly what data will be collected. In a recent report, Ontario's Information and Privacy Commission said the provincial government needs to carry out a comprehensive review of its outdated privacy laws to address the potential risk smart city technology could entail. And concerns over data harvesting have seen the number of high-profile critics of the project swell. Whether this ends up being a big enough issue to torpedo the project remains to be seen, but the price of living in the city of the future may be subjecting yourself to 24-7 surveillance. For many, that may be well worth the trade-off. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Urbanology. Blessings and grace. More and 
them in a days, get them in a days. How them so strange when them a got change them ways, them a guess when them not figure them, got them in a crazy, get them in a Babylon chain. Yeah, in a Babylon chain. When sit then now, them go wash out them rain. Them let a go sell out for the peace and the fame. Them want to tame when no lie no fit chain. Sit them on the run, turn on them at the game. Lord, it's a poor when when them send for rain. Oh, them want to plug when them part the fish chain. The winner go follow only more say again. On the Dominion and console. On the Dominion and control Follow my bill and I know one of them more Hard looking at the system more and more On the Dominion and control On the Dominion and control Follow my bill and I know one of them more Them hard looking at the system more On the Vatican right hand to leave out the West, them no show no interest And the Lumini come on Them no one learn about them Said come go beat out them chest Choose to be a slave, them are the weakest Follow everything and none of them no reach it too Babylon it's deep How oh, you keep on missing in the ship Them no go follow out them program Them no go satisfy no one, nothing more than in Babylon, distress. Living the illusion, no one figure figure out the rest. Yeah, I. And the dominion and control. And the dominion and control. Follow Babylon, I know under them all. Hard looking at the system more and more. And the dominion and control. And the dominion and control.
Blessings and grace. And I'm back with Herbnology, and I'll be talking about red Rubio's tea. Rubio's tea is rich in many minerals such as iron, calcium, potassium, copper, manganese, zinc, magnesium, and alpha-hydroxy acid. Red Rubio's tea is one of the best beverages for those who care about their overall health. It's rich in antioxidants. It improves heart health. Rubio's tea is anti-inflammatory in nature, which means that it assists in reducing blood pressure and scavenges free radicals similarly to other antioxidants. It has quercetin, another powerful antioxidant found in Rubio's tea, has been linked to preventing a wide variety of heart conditions. It controls diabetes, improves bone health, reduces allergies, it's good for skin care. The alpha hydroxy acid and zinc in this Rubio's tea powder are very good for the skin. Two leading scientists from the Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University in South Africa conducted a study on Rubio's tea intake and found that Rubio's has the ability to partially restore the function of aged cells. The alpha hydroxy acid and zinc in this Rubio's tea powder are very good for the skin. Alpha hydroxy acids can reduce the signs of wrinkles and other premature aging symptoms, but they are rarely found in natural products. It treats colic. It has antispasmodic properties. This tea is a rich source of antispasmodic agents, which can ease severe stomach cramps and abdominal pain. It lowers blood pressure. Rubio's tea is known to relieve stress, nervous tension, and hypertensive conditions. It's caffeine-free, prevents kidney stones, and delays aging. Rubio's tea, red Rubio's tea, drink it. It has anti-inflammatory, antiviral, and anti-mutagenic qualities. Rich in calcium, thus improving bone health, prevents a wide variety of health conditions, useful for infants suffering from colic or stomach pains, boost immune system and blood circulation. Application on skin relieves it from acne, pimples, and sunburns. Completely caffeine-free, hence ideal kidney stone patients, relieves stress, nervous tension, and hypersensitive conditions, helps ease severe stomach cramps and abdominal pain. Red Rubio's Tea and Powder. Look to the nature of the Most High for your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Oh, 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 oh. Time is detention. Streets talk about no justice, no peace. Them shout one more politician, one more doubt. One man cry, represent all vote. Unfair practice, them don't spiral route. Make sure you feed your mind and just your mouth. Blind repetition cause spiritual drought. Sure, in these times, they weak without the real camouflage as make believe. What is on your screen was already conceived. Isn't it ironic how you wipe your plate clean? Watch a 
gonna do when we level the play field? Time freeze the tension In a due time freeze the tension Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style fish out of the faction For real, time freeze the tension In a due time freeze the tension Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shot at the faction Mental slavery, them still a chain with Them who remain ignorant are getting used daily Religious fanatics, none of them never speak plainly Hand with them struggle at the focus mainly Lost originality, no morality I chant truth and I chant reality Supply the guns and still a farm charity Hide underground and then leave out the majority Walk on the TV, them get can't believe me Living in a world where nothing has come freely Had them they loan what them care about really All on them knees and them still asleep easy your feel Time freeze detention In a due time freeze detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shot I give action For real Time freeze detention In a due time freeze detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion When he gets that shot at the faction Truth be told, the pressure coming back tenfold No amount of money cannot save your soul Can't box me income in now on your payroll What kind of liberty what them are up whole? Some choose life and some choose gold Some choose humility and some are work whole With no follow fashion cause them fashion too cool Find truth that's your own cause the strong standard one hey, let me read your prophecy Full circle I come around with a tenacity Sabotage life Now you come out with a casualty No more you plead Two time for you pay your penalty Be real Time fees detention In a due time fees detention Cycle repeat in a slow motion Renegade style shot a faction Aye. Time fees detention In a due time fees
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape. Your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment, starting off with Amos. Amos is Hebrew for burden, load, born up, sustained, carried. The writer of the book of Amos, he was a shepherd. Amos 1.1 and 7.10-14. Metaphysically, Amos is conscience, which shepherds the natural forces of mind and body. Amos in us warns when we have transgressed the divine law and race. Metaphysically, the human race has formed laws of physical birth and death, laws of sickness and physical inability, laws making food the source of bodily existence, laws of mind that recognize no other source of existence except the physical. The sum total of these laws forms a race consciousness separate from and independent of creative mind. When creative mind sought to help men spiritually, the mind of the flesh opposed it and made every effort to solve its problems in its own way. The great need of the human family is mind control. Yeshua showed us that mastery is attained through realization of the power of the spirit and evil that which is not of God unreality error thought a product of the fallen human consciousness negation evil is a parasite it has no permanent life of itself its whole existence depends on the life it borrows from its parent and when its connection with the parent is severed nothing remains In divine mind, there is no recognition of evil conditions. Such conditions have no basis of reality. They are conjurations of a false consciousness. Apparent evil is a result of ignorance. And when truth is presented, the error disappears. There is but one presence and one power, the Most High. But man has the privilege and the freedom of using this power as he will. When he misuses it, He brings about inharmonious conditions. These are called evil. Evil appears in the world because man is not in spiritual understanding. He has not learned that all is mind. Neither has he conformed to the law of mind, with the result that inharmony appears in his body and affairs. He can do away with evil by learning rightly to use the one power and right, the right side, John 21, 6, is always on the side of truth, the side of power. Wherever you, the master, are there, the nets are filled with ideas because you are in touch with the infinite storehouse of wisdom. And the Hebrew word bealoth means ladies, mistresses, citizens, a city of Judah toward the border of Edom in the south. Joshua 15.24, metaphysically, Bealoth is a state of consciousness belonging to the subconscious realm of man in the individual and working toward expression in the body consciousness and the body. 
Bealoth signifies a state of thought that carries an idea of the right relation between soul and body. The soul has proprietary rights over the body in a way since the body is the outpouring of the soul. The body is formed and given its character by the soul, the consciousness. The soul also takes the place of a citizen in the body. The body is its home. It expresses in and through the body and is protected by the laws that govern the body. Just as a citizen of a country enjoys the privileges and the protection of citizenship, the right relation between soul and body is first discerned by the feminine or the intuitive phase of the soul and man. Thus the thought of mistress and lady instead of master and man is conveyed in the definitions of Bealoth. And righteousness, metaphysically, is a state of harmony established in consciousness through the right use of the Most High's given attributes. It leads directly to eternal life. Truth working in consciousness brings forth the perfect salvation of a whole man, spirit, soul, and body, and righteousness is expressed in all of his affairs. And Sadak is Hebrew for right, straight, just, righteous, upright, good, justified, vindicated. Named in the genealogy of Yeshua, Matthew 1.14, metaphysically, Sadak is the consciousness awakening to and laying hold of the true idea of righteousness and justice. True righteousness and justice measure up to the Christ standard of right. And that standard includes mercy. It involves the right relation of all one's thoughts, faculties, and powers to oneself as well as to the people and the world without one. And nature, metaphysically, the intellect's name for the Most High. Men fall short when they seek to find God by studying nature. Instead of molding and animating the cells of their body, they project thought outward and speculating about the universe and its laws. Nature is the servant of mind, and when lawful thoughts are enthroned in consciousness, nature restores the natural harmony existing between spirit, soul, and body. When man asserts his divine supremacy, he dominates nature. And John the Baptist metaphysically represents the natural man, the physical man. His face is turned toward the light in the measure that he recognizes and pays homage to the higher self within the individual. The intellectual perception of truth by the natural man is not the true light, but bears witness to the light and prepares the way for its dawning in consciousness. And the word meraoth is Hebrew for aspects, forms, visions, revelations, inversions, perversions, rebellions. A man named in the genealogy of Levi, 1 Chronicles 6.6, a priest of Israel, 1 Chronicles 9.11, Nehemiah 11.11. The love faculty in man needs cleansing and lifting to a higher level that all hatred, strife, jealousy, and the like may be removed. Marioth 
named in the genealogy of Levi, and also named as a priest of Israel, and meaning visions, revelations, perversions, rebellions, reveals the foregoing truth. The darkened, ignorant beliefs about the Most High and about man have permeated man's natural religious tendencies and governed them to a greater or less extent through the ages have so warped his love nature that where all should be true understanding, kindness, forgiveness, joy, strength, and peace, with goodwill abounding, we find much bitterness, rebellion, and contention to be overcome. Love must rule in us fully that true righteousness and wholeness may be established throughout our being. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Woman Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music, Robert Glasper, featuring Paul and Noah's rare edit, Move Love, Jerome Hicks, Love to the World, Jerome's Love and Understanding remix, Afifi Iku, Body Drumming, featuring Osalande, St. Germain, Heavy Piano, Rima, Due Time, Glenn Underground, Forgotten Art, Dana Weaver, Live Your Life, Rima, Dominion and Control, Nick Holder, Black Jazz Number no. 4, Rima, Hypnotize, Seven, Customs, Abjo, Travel Heavy Flip, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Vital Transformation, Rima, Judgment Red, John Julius Knight, Larry's Jam, Original Mix, Rima, Ja World, Iman Europe, The Devil Be Trying, Lady Alma, Let It Rain, Harlem Mix, DJ QT Version, Earthology, The Whitefield Brothers, Featuring Bachka, Soleil, The Formula, Rima, Crowns Upon Your Head. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Be you till full love so you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.